What's up, guys? I'm back with the third episode of the Live Pod podcast. In this episode, we're going to dive into the concept of stoicism in modern society and how you can apply its principles to your everyday life. Before we get into it, make sure to check out my personal website, my Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which are all linked down below. With this being said, roll the intro. Imagine if you lost it all right now, right this second, everything completely gone. It might take a bit to process, but it will probably suck, right? Now, what if there was a way to approach this situation in a wiser and badass way? Let's talk about Stoicism. It was born around 300 BC with Zeno of Citium as its father. He basically lost it all in a shipwreck, and after going into a library and reading a book about Socrates, he then proceeded to teach his students about his new philosophy called Stoicism. The name comes from Stoa Poiko, which was the place where Zeno and his disciples discussed about the topic. First of all, a Stoic is someone who remains calm under pressure and avoids emotional extremes. Stoicism says that only people who have cultivated virtue and self-control can bring positive change to others. But why do they say this? Because the truth is, how will you bring good to the world if your view of life is all messed up? Let's see. Don't understand yet? Let me explain with emotions. Anger and other negative emotions stem when misplaced hope collides with unforeseen reality. For example, you don't shout when you are walking under rain. Why? Because even though rain might be something horrible for you, I mean, unless you like it, it's something you expect. You know, you expect rain, you know, on the forecast, in the weather forecast. So, yes, Expect some really bad stuff happening to you in life. I don't advise you to get all dark and suicidal as the Stoic Seneca recommended. And actually, he did commit suicide in front of his family, I believe. But I do advise you to accept life as a path with rough times ahead. You know, it's rough. It's, it's reality. Although you might not have control over the events in your life, you do have control over how you approach them. Epictetus once wrote, we suffer not from the events in our lives, but from our judgment about them. Basically, you need to identify and accept things that are out of your locus of control. Out. A really interesting thing uh, in practice that some Stoics do is meditating on their own death. This might sound a little bit extreme, but hear me out. There is a phrase that lots of ancient Stoics went by, which is memento mori. You probably already have heard about this. It basically translates to, remember that you will die. 
it should not be seen as a total bummer, but rather as a quick shot of reality to help you keep perspective on what truly matters to you. So what can you do to live by memento mori? I mean, I've said it, but how do you live by it as a true stoic? I personally go by the 2005 Stanford commencement speech of Steve Jobs, in which he says, and I quote, For the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no, for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. In simpler terms, wake up and remember, live this day as if you might die today. I'm gonna give you a quick recommendation. Uh, it's pretty fun, entertaining. There's a classic movie out there called Fight Club. It's really well known. It stars, I believe, Brad Pitt and uh, another artist, which is the main character actually, <laughs> and I don't recall. This piece of art represents the true stoic, the true stoic life of Tyler Durden in today's world from start to finish. So go give a check. I believe pulling off a stoic life is very hard indeed. Today's world tells us to be positive all the time or to avoid certain feelings. Yeah, it's pretty hard to be stoic, but it's totally possible. Here comes another thing. It's impossible to be stoic all the time, impossible. We feel, we think, we do, and we mess up. That's just how it goes sometimes. After all, we're humans. My advice to you is to try your hardest and implement some of the following steps in your life. Number one, temporarily strip yourself away from the comfortable things you ordinarily depend on to prove to yourself how strong you really are without the things you think you need. Number two, remember that everything around us happens due to relevance and necessity to anything beyond us. Strive towards indifference and acceptance to everything that happens to us and focus, your, focus in your reaction to these events. If you're having trouble with this, ask yourself, is this in or out of my control? Number three, remind yourself the impermanence of things in your life. You see, Epictetus once said, when kissing your wife or children, think to yourself, I am kissing a mortal. This might sound a little bit off, but bear with me. What you have in your life now could be snatched away from you in seconds. Change is a universal law of nature. As I mentioned in Memento Mori, you know, things could change like this in one second. You could die today. But hey, once you apply this, this, this type of realization and consciousness of the impermanence of things, because at the end of the day, nothing is permanent. You can really approach this in a much better way and non-negative way. Number four, employ the wisdom that something won't go your way, even if you do your best. 
This happens to all of us, especially me. You know, I'm doing this podcast and nothing goes perfect, you know? I mess up. I have to record it all again. I mean, nothing goes how I plan it. And nothing will go your way how you plan it, you know? When has something gone exactly, exactly, exactly the way you have planned it? There's, I, I know there hasn't been any time, you know? And sometimes we accept this con- uh, unconsciously, but sometimes we don't. And we're conscious about this, and this is what kills us. This is what makes us angry and mad when sometimes the things, the factors that go into our plan or the way we think aren't in our control. Number five, other eyes, only your negative situations. What is this? Well, basically, when something, ha- when something messed up happens to others and we say, well, I mean, that's just how life goes, right? But when it happens to us, we victimize ourselves, you know? We might think, ah, like that's part of life. But when it happens to us, we really like it. We feel that, you know? The next time something bad happens to you, remember how you would feel if that same, that same thing happened to someone else. Number six, speak a little and well. Epictetus says, say only what is necessary and be brief about it. Above all, don't gossip about people, praising, blaming, or comparing them. Talking trash about people who aren't present to defend themselves shows nothing more than your immaturity and lack of virtue. Number seven, choose your company well. You see, Epictetus also says, avoid fraternizing with non-philosophers. If you must though, be careful not to sink to their level because you know, if a companion is dirty, his friends cannot help but get a little dirty too no matter how clean they started out. Spend time with people who are better than you in order to learn from them. That's basically the point. Number eight, respond to insults with humor. This might sound a little bit, you know, like, like it might look, it might be looked down upon, you know, like, like you're not strong enough, but look, Sometimes we take like all these, all this trash talk too personally, you know, we take it too to the core, you know, and it just ruins our day, mood and self-esteem. By applying this technique to responding to insults uh, with humor, you will show dominance over the other person and yourself because you're not allowing yourself to break. In any way, you're insulting the insulter. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because a few years ago, I remember that I used to get really butthurt about the things that uh, my friends uh, told me, you know? It was, I mean, we were just joking around with my, with my, with my, with the boys, you know? And I used to tell my mom, like, damn, I really feel bad about this. But she would tell me, she would advise me, um... Uh, of this of this same principle but she 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 really taught me of i mean yeah 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 sometimes you're gonna feel bad you know and it's 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 um it's valid you know it's valid 
to feel bad and feel negative emotions. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't really um, engage them. But you can't victimize yourself, you know? You can't let yourself break, you know? That's, that's, I mean, you, what I'm trying to say is, you might break, you know? Yes. All right. Yeah. That's going to happen to you uh, one way or another. But I believe, in my point of view, there's a certain point which you can reach uh, with your wisdom and self-awareness and maturity to not let yourself break by things that don't even matter, which you take way too personally, you know? Like, yes, it's it's valid to break with things that really hurt you, you know, like maybe a breakup or losing a special someone, uh, a loved one. But when things aren't really valid to really break, I mean, come on, what are you doing, man? Number nine, stop talking about yourself. I mean, the truth of the matter is you might be very interesting to yourself, but not so much for others. Number 10, speak without judging. When you acknowledge the limit of your understanding and distinguish your judgments from, the, from observation or a matter of fact, you will then have a fair point of view. Epictetus says, until you know their reasons, how do you know their actions are vicious? Also, come on, why the heck do you care? Mind your own business. And number 11, review and reflect on your day. Once your day is over, take a moment to think about where you did good or bad. Actually, no, and bad. The whole idea is to improve particularly on the things that have ethical balance. If you, if you mess up, don't be too hard on yourself. At the end, forgiving yourself and not beating yourself up is what helps you go forward in life. Remember, you can't always live a stoic life, and that's okay. However, you can try your best and have an advantage in today's world with a stoic perspective. That's going to be all for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it and got some true stoic value out of it. Remember, check out Fight Club. It's a really, really good movie. And also, make sure to apply these 11 principles I said. Trust me, they make a difference. Anyways, make sure to follow my TikTok, my YouTube channel, and my Instagram, which I'll link down below. Also, uh, I'm also going to link down um, down below the page of Stoicism, which you can find everything I've just said and a little bit more uh, in my personal website, which I'll link down below. To finish this episode off, I leave you with my favorite Stoic quote, um, which is actually uh, from one of the most famous Stoics in the whole history of the world. Almost nothing material is needed for a happy life, for he who has understood existence. Marcus Aurelius.